0: Mm, let's get ready to rumble There's a war going on outside, no man is on outside, no man is on outside, no man is on outside, no man, but you can't But you can't forever. but you can't
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is an emergency. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you a dire warning. what you're about to learn.
0: So it's warden, they dabble with, act like a man's flesh, comparable to mannequins, catch you on the front line, savage don't don't having it, cameras might catch a glimpse, best hope it has a glitch, captured on the hard drive,
1: stack it up as evidence, that's why life's a bitch, big brothers tracking it, cap down, hood up, it's simple how to tackle it. I might just call this like Quinny's Corner or something because I'm you know over here I'm going to do something a little different a little you know topics that we don't normally talk about and um you know me personally um I've been heavily invested in cryptocurrencies for many years now and uh, I know they generally get a bad rap um in you know sort of left-wing circles generally speaking and some of it is warranted some of it's not warranted so I'm basically just going to um you know talk about an article here that came out fairly recently uh, which was called The Headache of Crypto Colonialism. And essentially, you know, this article is talking about um, one block, well, one coin specifically, Cardano, which, you know, full disclosure, I am actually heavily invested in. Um, but what Cardano was doing is it wants to connect the unconnected, essentially, in underdeveloped places in in the global south, right? So they're actually working on, you know, connecting people who don't have an internet connection, or a bank, those kinds of things, and they're going to underdeveloped parts of the world, uh, the global south, generally speaking, but Africa is where they're focused. They have partnerships with uh, governments in, I think it's Ethiopia, I think Tanzania is on the horizon also and you know there's an article here that talks about this uh basically criticizing them saying that this was essentially crypto-colonialism so you know for me personally this is uh a bit of a i'm not quite sure where to come down on this issue because you know obviously i'm a communist but i obviously do i'm invested in these things that are essentially might be be able to be seen as some people as colonialism going over there but it depends on essentially the implementation but I'm not totally happy about it because, you know, the founder and the CEO is basically like a giant, you know, right wing libertarian type dude. So, you know, immediately from Jump Street here, we're, we're already on shaky ground, right? Because there there is an argument here that essentially all these things come down to is implementation, right? Because it's not that any technology is inherently good or inherently bad, it just depends on how they're used. So, if that was the argument I was going to go with, the problem is that the person, you know, the head of this chain essentially is like a massive right-wing libertarian type. However, he's built the system such that it's open source and anyone can use it for any purpose. So you don't have to use it in the way he wants. You don't have to do what he says with it, right? It's open source, it's available to anyone, you can just pull a repo off of GitHub and use it in in any way you want. So I'm gonna go through this article here. Um, I haven't Can we act-
2: clear it up actually? So can yeah, I sir. just clear that up there? Of course. So it sounds to me, crypto is obviously blowing up everywhere, bitcoins getting more popular, more mainstream. Sure. And what's the name of this company?
1: So this is well Cardano is the name of the coin okay. the 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 company oh. you know there's three there's three pillars of Cardano essentially one is IOHK which is now IOG the other is the Cardano Foundation and the third arm is Emurgo um but okay. the the coin is Cardano you can find it on basically any so, exchanges the ticker is ADA ADA
2: So what this enables you to do and obviously a capitalist world where colonialism actually exists and is perpetuated through the imf bank that is a bank and that is obviously owned by bourgeois ruling class in western societies so it sounds like if they're going out to places like ethiopia not you know impoverished places but poor places underdeveloped from exploitation Mm -hmm. so they're going out there where they might not have good credit with the western banks in order to get some money to invest in infrastructure to invest in anything to survive and they're throwing up a crypto bank so that people or governments they can get some banks from them rather than western civilizations because what you said was you know it's not technology is inherently good or inherently bad it's how it's implemented so i really like where we're going with this because what's important is we don't want to be idealistic as well because while this does present opportunities for developing a and an economic model in these core poor you know places not in western not in the west or the global north well You know we want them to be good we want them to be positive we do want to improve their material lives without having negative exploitation you know that comes inherently from banks and capitalism so it does sound really interesting i'm really looking forward to diving into this one
1: yeah, and, you know, uh, the CEO is Charles Hoskinson, and he's also in this article. It's a, it's such a trip listening to his talk, because you can listen to him talk. You know, recently, I think it was, like, last Saturday or something, he did an AMA, like an Ask Me Anything, for, like, an hour and a half. And there were parts of it where I was like, you're so right, this is so true, you're bang on. And then at some points, like, he's just... Like, you, he could not be more wrong. Like, he's such an like a, a strange, fascinating, but just sometimes very weird character and he's just, yeah, yeah it, it, I don't really know where to come down on him as a person. I'm, I'm, you know, bullish on the project ultimately, but him as a person, it's, like, I'm it's not really...
2: It's sad, isn't it? Because you see a lot of, like, capitalists out there ultimately who do seem to be doing great things or they just make amazing comrades, you know what I mean? If they got themselves involved in a class war, you'd be like, oh my god, savior! but they don't. They've still got that capitalist ideology in the brain that stops them from being truly um out like outside the system you know what i mean outside the capitalist system of damage yeah i think the saving grace
1: for all cryptocurrencies generally is going to be that they're well not all of them are but the ones that are decentralized right they don't rely on um a, a custodian or a single point of failure right so like banks you actually just have to like if you want a loan you have to go to a bank and ask for a loan and they'll most likely tell you to fuck off right but with crypto it's decentralized there isn't a um there is there's no one to tell you no right there isn't a bank of crypto because a bank would be a centralized entity and crypto is against that right we're smashing apart centralized power structures right so you can actually just log on to a, a decentralized exchange uh, you know put up some collateral in the form of crypto and get access to fiat currency like a pound right and there's no central entity to tell you no as long as you meet the requirements and you you know the kyc and whatever and you have the right amount of crypto to put up right they'll give you that loan you you there's no one to tell you no right so let me just go ahead and get into this article i'll read it and i'll go through it here I'll just uh, read the article. This is from Pete Howson. If you want to follow along, you can just um, Google it. The article is called The Headache of Crypto Colonialism. Blockchains cannot rebuild roads or end sectarian violence, famine or natural disasters. Ethiopia is seeking a humanitarian disaster. After months of armed conflicts, roads and bridges across the Tigray province are in ruins. Electricity and telephone lines have been cut, and currently only 15% of Ethiopians have access to the internet at the best of times. With a civil war in full swing and a central infrastructure in tatters in remote areas, it might seem like a strange time to kick off the country's digital revolution. But the developers behind the Cardano cryptocurrency, IOHK, Okay have announced that the U.S. tech firm will help Ethiopia rise from the wreckage. The Colorado-based company has been here for over four years planning blockchain-based citizen ID and educational record systems as well as various supply chain management tools. Yep. So what this tool here uh, they're talking about here is called Atala Prism. And basically what it is is, you know, in fancy terms, they call it a, a decentralized identity device or something, right? So basically when you... When you use any public service, right, whether that's you want a driving license or you want to buy a bottle of vodka or you want to claim benefits, right, you need an ID, right? The government wants to know who you are. The company wants to know who you are. And that Mm. information is stored somewhere on a central server, which is a giant um, attack point, basically, for hackers. Now, what Cardano is doing is it's saying, how about we have a way of IDing all the citizens and it lives on the blockchain so that it cannot be owned by one person or attacked and there's not a single point of failure where it can just be snuffed out, right? So that's essentially what they're doing. Um, They're working with, I think it's 5 million Ethiopian students are going to be put on this um, Atala Prism system along Mm -hmm. with... Ultimately, I think all of their school grades and everything, because I remember watching an interview on this, and I think you know one of the huge problems they have in Ethiopia is that you know if you're lucky enough to be able to go to school and everything, sometimes their their grades or your your accredit accreditations or however you say that word accreditations your gradations, aren't um they they might be lost or destroyed. You might not have access to them, or they might also not be accepted by you know sort of uh institutions in the global north right so by storing them on a blockchain they cannot be lost they cannot be burned right they cannot be destroyed or denied access to right essentially it's, so it's
2: like it's like you're copying something physical into like a virtual horcrux
1: yes basically yeah but it because it's blockchain based it it it's definitely there if that makes sense like it, it it does take some technical understanding to be like what's a blockchain right like if you don't if you don't know what a blockchain is this this might just be like super confusing but it's literally as it says like it's a chain imagine just like a series of blocks all chained together and each block essentially has like a lot you can put a load of information in it like time date age right? So you can just put all this information in blocks, chain them together, and they can live out there forever. So, you know, that's the idea. We're going to take 5 million Ethiopian students, take their identities, and put them on the blockchain. Now, what this person is essentially doing is saying, well, by doing this, this doesn't, you know, the country's in a state of civil war, which is true. They are in a state of civil war. There's no doubt. So let's, uh, let me keep reading here. It says here that the initial plan is for a Cardano application. This is the um, Atala prism is to be used to digitally track students' grades and academic performances across the country. The developers then hope to expand the system, incorporating an Ethiopian-wide cryptocurrency payment system, before connecting the entire African continent together with Cardano infrastructure. That's true. The platform could possibly enable access to crisp crypto loans or decentralized finance. Yeah, DeFi. Yep, so this is this is also very true. Um And this is what I said at the beginning, like when you listen to Charles talk, sometimes he's completely on the money and sometimes he's batshit crazy. Like with ideas like this, I think he's completely on the money, right? So decentralizing power, blowing it to pieces so that there's no one entity telling you, you have to do this, you can't do this, you have to go here, you can't do here, right? So you smash that power up into millions of tiny little pieces and give each person a tiny little piece and use crypto as the currency to make that happen. So... Like I said, if you want like micro loans or micro transactions, you can do that with crypto. You don't have to try and apply to a bank, which will definitely not accept um, Ethiopians, generally speaking, right? Because they want credit ratings, they want all this nonsense, they want your income, they want right, and you know a lot of you know people in Africa, generally speaking, exactly right, and a lot of people in, in in Ethiopia just don't have that, right? So what's the chance of them? getting a loan from a bank. It's zero, it's definitely zero. Not only for financial reasons, but obviously for political reasons, right? We know the IMF cracks down on them. We know the World Bank doesn't want them having access to large amounts of capital without, you know, um, without selling something in return, essentially. With COVID-19, I'm continuing reading, with COVID-19, war, famine, and much of Ethiopia's population is already living well below any reasonable conception of a life with dignity. A United Nations special rapporteur on extreme poverty said the project might seem like a pie in the sky idea. The company's optimistic investors think otherwise. The deal's announcement pushed Cardano's token to all time highs in May. So, yeah, this is true. I mean, we don't really that have was to get a token. So, a token is basically just the coin that you invest in. So, you know how like Apple has got a stock on the stock market? and you buy the stock if you want to invest in Apple. It's the same thing with Cardano. So Cardano's got a token called ADA and if you, you know, you can basically think of that as like buying stock in Carda- in ADA.
2: So so Cardano's got a stock. It's not a stock, like, it's a crypto a, a, but yeah, and like like money. But are these separ- are these separate things though like the yes. the currency and the stock, yeah?
1: Yeah, there, it's not actually a stock. It's just like a stock. I'm just using that like an analogy, um, oh, okay. but it's a it's a cryptocurrency, you know. But yes, um, it it did push it to all time highs. We don't need to talk price or anything, but yes, the price did go to the highest it's ever been in May um, when the company announced this deal. That's that's definitely true. As um, you
2: trade in them,
1: I don't trade. I just buy and hold the coin essentially until it hits my um, my sell targets. So, you know, I, I've. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of data on like traders, and I think statistically most traders lose money. I think it's like 90% of them lose 90% of their money in 90 days, something like that. So I don't trade. I'm not constantly buying and selling. I literally just buy, 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 continually buying, always buying. I've been buying this coin since 2017, and um, <laughs> I just sit on it. And when it hits my sell targets, I will i I'll, I'll sell it essentially. That's that's what I'm doing with it. So the I mean, article you were going to North Korea on holiday. I mean I'd love to go to North Korea actually. I mean yeah, I,
2: I've been fantasizing about it recently, like seriously.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw um you know um Ben Norton from the Grey Zone, you know, I'm always talking about how great the the Grey Zone are. They recently yeah. did a an episode on Joe Rogan had like a, a supposed North Korean defector on who like just came up with like oh, the craziest, the wildest shit. Yeah, yeah the have
2: yeah. not seen that video.
1: Yeah. I've seen the clips that grey zone episode showed yeah it was bad you'll have
2: to you'll have to insert you have to insert the audio from we should that, do it yeah so we should do an episode on that talking because. about god damn, like somebody's gonna be begging with the guts hanging out like bro yeah with hanging and out he has like you know no trousers head. on it was so random and like, like what are you gonna do even with money you're gonna go to a marquee's with your guts hang- like come on yeah and like, people one like one train in the whole country yeah. look that's one of why i want to go and what motivated me so much i'm not lying was seeing that because um, it was recent, wasn't it, over the last couple of days. And it's just one of them Then you could go and just, just like, just say, look, I've been there, I've seen this, that's bullshit. Like, I've, I've literally seen it, you know what I mean? Sure. That would be the best thing to go, like, to come back as, like, evidence for, like, the advances in socialism.
1: Sure. Uh, the article continues, blockchain projects can do very little to repair the roads and build strong political institutions in places like Ethiopia. Innovators are not drawn to fragile states because they want to fix things. Poverty and corruption are ideal conditions for intru- entrepreneurs um, exploring opportunities to extract resources from vulnerable communities. So, look, this is definitely possible to do with cryptocurrencies, right? Like, because I said, you know, tech is a is a neutral thing and it can be wielded by anyone, right, to to essentially achieve any means. However... There, are, there is a project on cardano using the cardano blockchain called world mobile token and they are literally building the infrastructure back in places like ethiopia and tanzania right they are building inter- uh, internet routes you know i'm not i'm not that technically minded but they are introducing putting back installing telcos and internet access to literally build the infrastructure of places like ethiopia and because of the decentralized nature i was talking about before it will be up to the people of ethiopia and tanzania and any other country to decide what goes on with the blockchain in their area right and you just you just mentioned if you're lucky enough to go to school you open up the internet that's
2: you know, world history is Absolutely. at your fingertips. Like So that's powerful. Despite, obviously, the damage, if you're talking about even potentially taking over a whole African continent, the uh, the raw minerals that's required is obviously detrimental to the environment. That's one of the negatives that you said at the start uh, um, or I think you pointed towards. So, but you know, when you outweigh the potential of educating entire Ethiopia wouldn't like intentionally being you know, strangled by the United States into a perpetual state of poverty and nothingness. You know, it's it's. Yeah, I, I'm 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 supporting it so far. Obviously, I've still got my hesitations because I don't want to sure. be an idealist.
1: Of course, of course. But you know, this is one of the things that I think Charles is correct on. You know, sometimes he's batshit crazy on things. There's no doubt about that. But because he is a libertarian, he also, like, you know. Hates the government, right? So he hates the the U.S. military. He hates he hates imperialism. He hates the idea of other countries going to other countries and deciding their fate, you know. So because of the decentralized nature of the exchange of the uh, blockchain, right, it means that it doesn't fall under any one person's control, right? So when the IMF or the World Bank goes into a country like Ethiopia, you know what they want, right? They're a they're an arm. They're a they're a uh, a tentacle, essentially, right, of the U.S. uh, military imperialist machine, of the empire, and you know what they want, right? They're not going to be, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. It's like, no, you know what they're there for, they know what they want. They want to expand their own geopolitical control, and they want to essentially, you know, halve up Ethiopia and sell it back to themselves. But with something like Cardano, I think it's different, because Cardano is not operating as an arm of the U.S. empire, or the U.S. military, or the U.S. industrial complex, right? Essentially, this is just a a network for the people of those nations to be able to decide what they want to do with it, because again, tech is neutral, right? Again, it can be used in one way or another way, up, down, left, right. You know, at least these blockchains are. You know, there there are definitely um, arguments that can be made that certain tech is, you know, takes on the class um, characteristics of of the people inventing it, but because it's a complete. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, because it's decentralized by nature, that's why it's not true in this case. Because the people of Ethiopia can take the blockchain and do whatever they want with it. So they're not reliant on whatever Charles thinks or whatever some asshole in America thinks. They can take it and Ooh. do with it whatever they want themselves.
2: What's it called? Uh,
1: oh, I just thought of it.
2: Like, what we're seeing here, though, with this cryptocurrency, this blockchain, this is a completely new phenomenon for all of human history. You know, it's literally within the last decade that we're talking, so we don't know what could happen, what can happen. We shouldn't have a capitalist realism mindset on this. Although, my inhibitions for total support on the project... Is because he is a libertarian. He himself has a capitalist realism mindset. So obviously, the scope of the of his project is only going to exist within capitalism. That being said, you know, look at the immediate uh, relief to to people. The benefits obviously outweigh the fact that in ten, twenty years he doesn't pull through and be a communist. Eh, and when he, you know, he's done so much good in the world and. You know that's my kind of my take of them developing,
1: yeah, you know I mean it it's kind of hard for me to shit on someone when they're actually on the ground building infrastructure for communities that don't have those things, even though you know obviously you know obviously I disagree with them politically on a load of things uh but you know when you're actually building the infrastructure and you know because again, it's not like the internet. Once you have the internet, you can do whatever you want with the internet, right? Like it's yours now to a certain degree. I mean, obviously, America, you know, the NSA—they're still gonna they watch everything you do, right? But it's still there. It's a—it's a thing that enables you to do so much with your life. Generally speaking, I mean, think how many—I mean, think about trying to start a business today without the internet. Impossible, right? So just enabling like simple commerce within um Ethiopia or or even places like that. And I know they they have it, but you know, more, better. So I'm I'm gonna just take a total risk now and just play this trip, this um clip from Charles. Sometimes he's batshit crazy, sometimes he's on the money. So we'll just see what happens here. This could be either. I'm just gonna flip a coin because um this is Charles Hoskinson, by the way. This is the CEO of um of uh, Iohk and he's um Response. this clip's
2: obviously probably being taken, yeah, because the the author is putting his AMC um, in this project neg- negatively, Paladano, yeah. isn't it? So it's probably like a yeah. Bad so moment, let's but...
1: let's see what happens.
0: Charles, any thoughts on El Salvador? Any communication with the country regarding Ada? Yes, we have been in talks uh, with some officials and parties in El Salvador, and I may do a state visit. We sent out all the documentation and a request for that. And if so, we'll meet the president, uh, but it's basically gonna be in their hands. Uh, we've talked to a few people that are in that orbit and they have definitely expressed interest in digitizing the country and going beyond just legalizing Bitcoin. Uh, so we'll, we'll get a better sense probably in the next two to four weeks about where that sits and where that stands. And if it's a proper state visit, I'll actually have a suit made and you know, look pretty and go on over and have some fun.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah.
2: It just sounds like it's its just news, isn't it? Like, he's just telling you news. Yeah. Also...
1: I think a lot of them are picking up on the, you know, like, I actually have a suit made, which is like, yeah, I get it, but he's also like, you know, it's got to look good for the uh, state visits. You know it's all about, like, appearances. You know when, like, when any asshole gets on the world stage with any other asshole, they always dress up and pat each other on the back and, you know, <laughs> suck each other off and, oh, you look so good, oh, no, I look so good, oh, smile for the camera, shake my hand, right? Like, it's all that nonsense that I think is just theatre, but, you know, yeah, they the, all do it for some sniff reason.
2: sniff each other's farts.
1: Yeah, basically, yeah, for sure. Continuing on, Cardano is also chasing opportunities in El Salvador, um, last country, uh, last month. The country's president, uh, Naib Bukele, I cannot say that. I'm sorry, Naib, um, and 27-year-old crypto investor Jack malars from chicago proclaimed bitcoin as the central american country's new official currency starting in september all salvadorian vendors with an internet connection will be breaking the country's bitcoin law if they aren't offering crypto payment options so this actually happened yesterday so this article was written months ago but this actually happened yesterday so um if so what they did is essentially they accepted bitcoin as legal tender ...in the country, which means that it's now illegal to not offer, to not accept Bitcoin as a payment for goods and services. And a reason a lot of these countries are doing this, uh, you know, good side and bad side, a good side is that it's actually, the, the US empire is really fucking mad about this, right? Because now that this country, El Salvador, has access to Bitcoin as a currency, they don't have to go to the IMF and the World Bank anymore and say, hey, we need this amount of a loan, and then the IMF will say, cool, give me an arm and a leg for it, right? They don't have to do that anymore.
2: Right? 40 million arms and
1: legs. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Or in the case of um, King Leopold, literally arms and legs, right? I don't know if you know, but King Leopold, um, I think it was the Congo, he went to the Congo, um, essentially just Forced the entire population to harvest rubber for him, and if they didn't meet their the daily quota of rubber, um, he would literally cut arms and legs off of children and things there's a very haunting picture of a of a of a man just like looking at the body parts of like his daughter or something that was chopped up by him so essentially this is helping countries move away from Colonialism, as as far as I see it, right? At least in its current form. Colonialism isn't gonna disappear because of this. It's not gonna, you know, suddenly wake up one day and it's not there. What will happen, because I imagine.
2: They need money, don't they?
1: And because, they get yeah. it from the IMF because yeah. the IMF is essentially clone
2: colonialism. Yes, it's
1: it's an arm of the of the US Empire for sure. And the way it works is, you know, they essentially deprive these nations, and they have been for centuries, right? That's why, when people talk about, like, why does the global north have all the money and the global south doesn't? Well, well, because we had an empire and we extracted all the wealth from those countries, right? It's not that they don't have resources, because they're all resource-rich. They're very naturally rich in resources, all of those countries. It's just that, you know, the English and the Americans and the Dutch and the French, right, went over there and extracted it all from these countries, leaving them underdeveloped and overexploited. And now, if the the country, let's just take Ethiopia because that's what we're talking about, or um, El Salvador because they've just accepted Bitcoin, now they have access to A, a currency, B, a global, interconnected, decentralized uh, network, right, that they can do anything on that they want. They can buy, they can sell, they can put their... Um, Bitcoin up as collateral and borrow dollars against that, or pounds, or euros, whatever, or whatever fiat they want. I don't actually know what the the fiat currency they use in El Salvador is, but because the you know the dollars, the global reserve currency, I imagine dollars are there. So in that aspect, I think it's it's positive to move away from the U.S. empire having all the power and move things into blockchain right? Because they're decentralized. As long as the blockchain is decentralized, you can get centralized blockchains. You know, I'm kind of excluding them because I think that they are sort of antithetical to what in my head is where we should be going with this crypto revolution, right? And it's smashing power to pieces, smashing the idea of a a central owner that can say yes or no to you, getting rid of that notion, you know, smashing power to a million pieces and giving every person a piece um, and that's <laughs> so, in that aspect, I'm a fan of it. Um, the, the article continues. Malas presented his big Bitcoin experiment just weeks after the US threatened to pull El Salvador's aid package following deep concerns around civil liberties, extrajudicial killings, and human rights abuses. Despite well, claims that it. Bitcoin will help El Salvador's poorest by banking the unbanked. Um, in the UK, they looked at blockchain for good projects across the global south, suggesting that it's economic benefits, including land, user data, and other resources that are the main drawing cards for these experiments. Critiques have a name for this sort of thing called crypto-colonialism, right? So this, to me, is not crypto-colonialism. It's getting them away from colonialism, in my eyes, right? Because, I mean, even in that article... In that paragraph, look what they said. The US threatened to pull El Salvador's aid package, right? For made up human rights abuses. Everybody here and that, you know, everyone who can hear this knows that the US does not give a fuck about human rights abuses. So, what this actually was about was that when El Salvador said we were going to accept Bitcoin as a currency, the US threatened to pull their aid package because they were not happy about losing their power. Right, and that in itself yep. should tell you this is a good thing, right? When the U.S. is saying don't do this, otherwise we'll pull your aid, you should be like do that, double down, hit it harder, right? Go further, because they're mad that El Salvador is accepting Bitcoin, and good, right? The more of that, the better. So what's strange in this article for me is the idea that like sticking your finger in the eye of the U.S. empire and moving away from their control is somehow colonialism, right? And, by the way, I have no illusions about how this tech can be used, right? There are definitely... The US empire will definitely have its own blockchain at some point. And, you know, the version of colonialism will become blockchainized, right? Make no mistake, the US empire, the US military, you know, the empire will get a blockchain. And the war, the battleground that colonialism is fought on will eventually be fought on blockchains and with blockchains. There's no doubt about that. Um, I just do not think that this is that. It works like this, the article continues. In the spirit of right-wing economists like Milton Friedman, blockchain innovators seek out populations suffering debt wars, crises debt crises, war, climate disasters, etc., in order to impose and incubate new crypto-economic ideas. For the host government, El Salvador in this case, struggling to deliver social services and infrastructure projects while suffering from chronic underinvestment, its lack of tax revenue and regulations is a real headache. Cryptocurrencies make these things worse, not better. So, you know, we've already talked about how once you have an actual system uh, governed by the blockchain, you can build things better right because think about all the people out there and you know it's unfortunate that all of this has to happen under the sort of guise of capitalism because i wish it didn't but if you can just sort of extract that for a second and be like there are actually people out there in these countries right now that want to do something right they want to make themselves better they want to make their situation better they want to help the people around them and ultimately their country at large right Ooh. and it's such I just that wanna, like
2: like, you could even extrapolate that further. Like, even in this country, like, any food program, any charity, you go out, you buy food for whoever it is, working-class people, homeless people, prisoners, whatever. You're still walking into a Tesco or a flipping whatever shop. You're still paying that capitalist money. You're still contributing to capitalism. You can't escape it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's if I'm starting to believe, like, the article whether they started trading in shoelaces, bottles, like pears, or flipping, bit, or like any currency. I'm just starting to think, like, because the author can see no alternative other than capitalist realism, then it, it has to be negative, and that's dogmatism. We don't know the future, like I said, this is a new phenomenon. It's important, and this is a crucial article. I still congratulate the author of this article because we should constantly critique everything, right? Sure. So that's what this is. This is a critique on it as well. So, that in itself is a positive thing. It's not all wholly negative, and we need to be critical about everything. So, and this is also happening at the same time, it's happening on the size of a country maybe a continent so this is a a great topic I'm, i'm pleased that you brought this up for us
1: yeah no issue at all so yeah again i've talked how you know world mobile token actually is going to deliver infrastructure projects right and provide investment to these countries so the author here just seems to think that like because countries like um ethiopia have all these problems and these cryptocurrency companies are trying to open up here, they're not going to solve those problems, right? But in reality, a lot of those, um, I don't want to say a lot, but this this one that they're talking about here, Cardano and IOH, IOHK, actually is seeking to solve and help fix those problems, right? They are building telcos, they're building internet connections, they're going to open decentralized banks that don't rely on a centralized authority to say yes or no. It's you know people interacting with each other. So like I can take out a loan from shibby shibby can borrow from me. I can borrow from him, right? So there's no bank. There's no middleman in the, in the middle. There's no capitalist that takes his cut, right? There's no fat cat. So so every
2: eight years it doesn't break down and have to be bailed out by. Yes, funds. that too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean the currencies go up and down in um, value just like any other market, right? But it's not it's not a A a pump and dump scheme, as long as you buy the right coins, that you need bailed out by a central government. Right. They can't they can't do that. It's it's a completely different way of the system. Right. And here is an actual, you know, it continues in the article, a valid criticism about a specific project that was that. Right. It was just an exploitation scheme. Puerto Rico serves as an example. After hurricanes Irma and Maria devastated the island, cryptocurrency investors set out to build a new crypto-libertarian Jerusalem known as Pure-topia. The island soon became a highly contested sandbox for cryptocurrencies. Um, Gillian R- Crandall, a researcher at a Polytechnic Institute, said that these crypto-colonialist projects might be called disaster capitalism. Right, so in, in this specific instance, um it actually was that right like a load of crazy oh fucking hell
2: you need to it. pay your 50p a week if I you know, want it's read... a nightmare all like, i wanted to do was human read, history yeah. human it history is owned by the capitalists not the people god
1: yeah but here's you a... weren't
2: even there the cheeky bastards
1: definitely so, but yes, this this is actually an example of how this technology can be used for bad, essentially, and, and can go and fuck things up, right? There's a, a bunch of right-wingers got together and essentially used cryptocurrency as the tool to essentially exploit the country, right? To rid it of... Um, of its wealth right to grab things from it which is the exact opposite of what cardano wants to do which is build the infrastructure back up and then leave it up to them to handle to control to do whatever they want with so that they're not going to be um uh, victims of whatever at&t wants you to do or whatever sprint wants you to do right or whatever you know bbt wants you to do essentially But yes, like I said, this tech is neutral. It can definitely be used for evil as well. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, state adverse tech companies. Yeah, for sure. Typically tout the advantages of evading tax via cryptocurrencies as a means of encouraging foreign investment and uh, entrepreneurial spirit among the locals. Yes, of course you can use it to evade taxes. You can also use the dollar to evade taxes because the IRS or the HMRC in the UK don't pay. They don't tax the rich right that's just a universal thing the rich don't pay taxes everybody knows that the rich don't pay taxes whether they're paying in dollars or in cryptocurrency right they they don't pay taxes it's fucked up it's the reality of the situation right now i wish i could change it i wish we could make it well obviously you know i'm i'm not in this just so the rich can pay a higher percent of their tax right i mean let
2: me give you a scenario yeah you're the prime minister Sure. In your fucking pissy smelling fucking office in fucking parliament, yeah, In whatever it's called, fucking uh-huh. that built, it is parliament, isn't it? Uh-huh. I know because of civilization again. You're in that pissy fucking office, your mate walks in. Your mate is a flipping, obviously, a CEO of a few corporations, obviously, you've been to the same school and know all the same kind of fucking ruling class parasites yeah. together, yeah obviously it like your goal as an mp is to like save money and cut money and all that your mate is the only way you're gonna get a good decent chunk to cut up does to like save money or get taxes or do whatever you gotta do in your money in your job to goddamn save money right he comes over to you and he's like i know what you've got to do you've got to tax me i know it but come on mate i'm your mate you can't be taxing your mate. You know, you know me wife. You know you went out <laughs> with us on a yacht last summer. How am I meant? We can't do that again. You're making me skins, We can't go on a yacht next summer if, you, if you're going to tax me. And then he's like, the politicians obviously like, oh, obviously, okay. I won't tax you. And what I'll do instead is, is tax the working class people literally what happens every single card? damn know. yeah think. i
1: mean it's definitely social right we talk about like the social implications of capital loss loss a lot right essentially all these people go to the same cocktail parties they know each other they all go to the same parties on the same yachts right so it's class solidarity basic class solidarity again um but yeah well you know the rich never play taxes uh it's an international thing it's Global, doesn't matter where you go, what country you're in, the rich do not pay taxes, that's just how it is. Um, wish I could change it, but I cannot. Uh, the article continues. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Proponents of the Ethiopian Cardano deal suggest that the partnership will work. Wonders for corruption and transparency. Uh, their research, however, takes a more dystopian look, don't know what this is, or if it's is it, if it's like a whole pa- it's a whole paper, I'm not going through a whole paper. But essentially... Transparency, it 100% will help with um, because everything on the blockchain is public, right? So every transaction that takes place on Cardano, you can see, right? It's not secret. It's not a mystery. It's not held by some bank that can hide whatever they want from you. The ledger is public to view at any time. I could pull up the ledger right now and I could see every single transaction that's taken place on the Cardano blockchain since it was founded, right? Right? Everything is there. It's public. Anyone can view it at any time for any reason. There's no trust. You don't have to, oh, just believe me, I paid you. No, you can go onto the blockchain, you can give them the transaction ID, and you can pull it up, right? So it's definitely more transparent, definitely. With the use of smart contracts, decentralized surveillance capabilities, and automated conditions that can be encoded into payment platforms, individual citizens and even whole populations can use their economic sovereignty, while tech companies and central governments track and manage how citizens' users' funds can be spent. So part of this is true, part of this is not. So with smart contracts, smart contracts is basically just like programmable... contracts so like you know when you sign a normal contract like when you start a new job or a will or whatever you have to sign a contract which basically says like when this happens then this happens smart contracts are basically that but in code controlled by the blockchain so i could
2: agree was the last time you signed a will
1: i i haven't personally but you know <laughs> someone out there listening right now is like damn man i had to deal with my grandparents will last week or something, you know
2: it's <laughs> a very real thing
1: me too, but it's a very real thing. Um, but yes, it's basically, you know, smart contracts is basically just a contract that's handled in code. So you can create a smart contract to do whatever you want, execute it on the blockchain, and then when a set condition's met, then the then it executes, essentially. So I could, like, bet you on the... and I could make a bet with you, and we could do that on the blockchain, right? Like, I could bet you that... I don't know anything. I could bet you that, you know, the price of this will be $10 by next year. And I could write that in a smart contract, execute it, right? And then it either happens or it doesn't. And I'll be paid or I won't be paid. And that will happen automatically. It's not reliant on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how it works, right? Because normally, let's say you go to a bookies and you make a bet right you bet them that the next us prime minister Pr- president is going to be this person right you make that bet you take your little bookie slip you go home you sit on your ass you wait for the next presidential election boom the next prime minister president is the one you thought it was you've won the bet right you go to the bookies and you cash it in it's also possible that you go to the bookies and they say eh no go fuck yourself right but with a smart contract that's not possible right once that code executes you will either be paid or you will not be paid Right, either the condition is met or it's not met. If it's met, you're paid. If it's not met, you're not paid. It's automatic. There's no person that stands in the middle that says, mm, "Actually, I say no." Right? It's handled by code. Now, again, as with all tech, this can be used for good or bad. Right? Because you can implement surveillance capabilities in that code. That's true. You can do that. You could also, um, how? What else does it say here? Central. Tech companies and central governments can track how citizens' funds are spent. Yeah, that's also true because the blockchain is public, right? And when the blockchain is public, anyone can see the money, which means that the government can log on and see how much money you spent here, when, why, where, right? And that's as it stands today. There are ways around this. Um, In Cardano, you can just use different um, transaction addresses, like different wallet addresses, So that, you know, if you only use one and then throw it away, get another one, throw it away. It makes it harder to track, but it's obviously not impossible. And there are companies out there now that are springing up that are tracking transactions on Bitcoin, for example. um, Mainly because of, like, ransomware. Like, criminals who hack into systems, lock it all up, and then say, if you want it unlocked, pay this amount of Bitcoin here. Um... So those companies, you know, went to the FBI and said, hey, I want my money back. And they were like, damn, we actually need to build tools now to like track money as it moves over these Bitcoin, over the Bitcoin network. So they can now do that. That's definitely true. There are now privacy coins popping up, um, which hopefully take off more. So that, you know, the government can't track those kinds of things. You know, it's just a, it's a constant, it's a cat and mouse game. It's always going to be that way, right? Some new tech pops up, the government wants control over it. Some new tech pops up, the government wants control over it. That's it's a, it's a game that we're playing with them forever. Um, It used to be the same thing with TV, by the way. I know that, you know, most of the people listening probably won't even remember this. And I don't remember it because I wasn't born, but I know it happened. So when the TV first came out, there were no adverts on the TV, right? No adverts. There were three channels, but no adverts and then eventually what happened the advertisers wanted in the government wanted in surveillance wanted in right and now and now the tv is completely tracked by the government while making you watch ads for it right the the tech never starts out a problem it starts out you know with good intentions and then the government and the nsa and gchq and all that jazz you know they stick their finger in the pie ultimately and they try and warp it to their own ends yeah. john o'connor africa Cardano's Africa director said that the company's crypto experiment could make a much bigger splash in the poorest parts of Africa relative to only marginal improvements for countries like the UK, but digital ID schemes have always proven to be an intolerably hot potato in the UK, uh, consistently rejected by the public because of snooping concerns. Not so in the Global South. Global tech companies, with the help of autocratic politicians in financial pickles, are imposing imposing systems of crypto surveillance without public debate on entire populations. This includes um, refugees of other vulnerable groups in Tigray, where local interests sit squarely at odds with the Ethiopian government, unruly populations can be easily disciplined just with code, not cannons, blockchains can't build roads or end sectarian... In fact, let me do the first two first. So, listen, yes, this is true. When you decentralise power, it's up to power to decide how you want to use that power, right? So people, you know, are ultimately responsible for how they use the tech. So if some kind of, like, genocide or mass murdering group gets their hands on it, they're going to want to use it for genocide or mass murdering ends. There's no doubt about that, right? It's the same thing with the internet today. You know, I'm sure you've all read all those articles about, like, you know, ISIS using social media to recruit fighters. Like, yeah, of course that happens. You know, Why? Well, because they are ISIS and they have the internet. So they're going to want to use the internet to do what ISIS does, right? That's just how it works. And it's the same thing with blockchains like this right because it's decentralized anyone can take it and use it for what they want and that will also include genocidal megalomaniac groups that that will happen it's the same thing with every tech that's ever been developed ever you know i bet isis also have phones and the internet and radios you know those are also used by isis to do bad things right but that doesn't mean we shouldn't have the internet just because ISIS is on it as well, right? That's a childish understanding of how these things work. Um, but yes, uh, it is also true that um, crypto experiments like this make a bigger splash in the poorest parts of Africa, right? And it's because they're underdeveloped. So when you they don't have, let's just take internet access because that's being built there literally now as we speak. When you have a country that doesn't have um, universal internet access and a company like Cardano comes in and says, hey, guess what, guys? We're going to build you internet access. That makes a bigger splash than if you go to the UK and say, we're going to build you internet access. Because they're like, hey, we already have that, (laughs) and it's kind of already controlled by, like, three companies, so it doesn't really do anything. So it's like, yeah, of course, when you don't have internet access, introducing the internet has a much bigger impact than trying to introduce it to a country that already has internet, right? That's not surprising. Of course that's true. I mean
2: but the internet, even across Europe, I mean, it was done the information era, it was done a whole new era. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? They, an era of information and technological development, yeah. and by the way, blockchain. So, is they that... need the internet, so you can't worry about you know other buildings, hospitals, schools, all these things are important. But again, to there's no point in doing all of that if it's not even going to match the rest of the world once you've built it. You have to develop it all over again for the information era. You know what I'm saying? You've got to just slowly keep keep advancing with, with um, to technology and evolve.
1: Definitely. And, you, you know, blockchain technology is the internet of our time, right? Like, the internet was a completely revolutionary technology that changed humanity permanently, forever, right? There is nothing... That you, very obviously, right, life before the internet and life after the internet, infinitely different and will be never the same, right? Blockchain is the internet of this generation, right? It's here and that's it, right? It's not going anywhere. You're not going to wake up tomorrow when blockchains have gone or disappeared. This is it, right? And this is why I invested in cryptocurrencies, because I understand that the... The blockchain, as a technology, is the next internet. It's not going anywhere. It's here. It's here to stay. Everything is going to be moved onto blockchains in the next decade in the same way that everything was moved onto the internet. Databases, records, files, you know, all of your, even your, like, Um, papers for everything, right? Like, it's all online now. Even school grades and everything, it's all online now. You can't even apply for benefits in this country anymore without an internet connection, right? The internet changed everything. Blockchain is the same. It's going the same way as the internet. This is why I'm invested in cryptocurrencies, because this is the future. This is the direction that humanity is going. Um... So, yeah, that's why. Because, you know, I heard some people say, you know, crypto is just a bubble, it's going to be gone soon, you're going to wake up one day and it's going to disappear. You know, it, it's just a fad, it's going to go away, it's not, it's not real, it's not here to stay. I fundamentally disagree. You know, imagine in the 1990s being like, oh, the internet's going to go away soon, it's just a fad, it's not real, it's not here to stay, right? Mm. You're, you're a moron. And by the way, there are a lot of um PhD, um Nobel Prize winning economists who said exactly that. Paul Krogman, I'm looking at you. He literally said the internet's a fad, it's here it's gonna disappear one day, right? I still and... think that. What?
2: <laughs> I'm <only mentioned.
1: laughs> just gonna say like what? I mean listen, there's tons of fucked up shit on the internet and I hate that the I hate the the degree of control that the internet has given the government into our lives, right? The NSA now sees everything you do on the internet. They have a one-to-one copy of everything that happens on the internet. It's literally enabled surveillance powers beyond, you know, the, the imagination of books like 1984, right? And we all know the problems with him. But, you know, in that book, the internet today has more surveillance powers than that society did, right? So it's... It's fucked up in a number yeah, of absolutely. ways. Uh, but it's not going anywhere. You know, I'm not going to give financial advice or anything, but, you know, I, I, I hey, I, I'm invested in cryptocurrencies. Me well <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm invested in cryptocurrencies. That's the future. That's the direction humanity is going. You know, do with that information what you will. Oh. <laughs> and there's obviously tons of cryptocurrencies out there that you should not touch and should i just do an episode on crypto i might just start a fucking crypto youtube channel or some shit
2: youtube channel there I with do, like over yeah. a thousand subscribers i do you got yeah. the way for your videos maybe I, so I should, mark maybe I should do one on like,
1: maybe i should do one on um cryptocurrency what should i call it like crypto colonialism and communism currency. Crypto, communism and crypto, crypto and colonialism, whatever. I'll do it something like that. Maybe that's a good episode. I should do that. I, I should do that. Um Reptinism. Something like that. So here he ends this article by saying blockchains cannot build roads, end sectarian violence, famine, or natural disasters. Um, which is true in in one way and not true in another way. So listen, a blockchain by itself will not build a road. However, I could start a company that uses the blockchain to build roads right like it's not hard to do these things that's what wmt is right world mobile token go look them up um they are literally building infrastructure in these countries they're there on the ground embedded in these communities they live there they sleep there they build internet access for them this is real it's happening it's there so they do build infrastructure. They can't end sectarian violence. Uh possibly, you know, again, there's sectarian violence all over the world. Famine. Um, uh actually this there's a ch- there's a man, I'm just gonna sound like I'm shilling all sorts of cryptos right now, but there's one cryptocurrency called VChain. The ticker is VET. And this is used for basically supply chain management. And the way they're doing it is actually not ending famine, but they are revolutionizing the food chain production sector. So the way it works is that, let's say there's a farm somewhere, and this farm grows carrots, and it's just a carrot farm, and they make tons and tons of carrots. What they can do is you can inventory, log every single carrot, store that information on the blockchain, and then when those carrots go around the world, they go on from a a lorry, then they hop on a jet, then they go... On another lorry, and it goes down to your local shop down the road or whatever, right? You will be able to check on the blockchain where that carrot came from. You can check the farm whether they're paid properly. You know all that, right? So it's really supply chain management. So you can actually find out where you're buying, what you're buying, where it comes from, whether the people were paid properly, whether it's ethical, yeah. and yeah. So that is and a does way.
2: it in an interface that essentially. Enables it to do its own bureaucracy because otherwise people would have to make notes of that, write it down, pass right. the information. And all that information you know, is just fairly.
1: stored on the blockchain instead. And, and it's that...
2: just all automatic. World. Yeah.
1: And it's just publicly viewable. So they can't hide that information from you because 100% of it is public. So you might, you know, the way that it could work is you buy a bag of carrots and it comes with a little code on it and you scan it and then it will take you to the blockchain entry where it's like, you know, bag of carrots, number 31843. Picked from this farm on this date. Uh, grew by this farmer. They were paid this much for the, bu- for the um, carrots. On this date, they got on this lorry, and then they went to this destination where they hopped on this jet and then were flown to this country. And it's all there, and it's logged. And you can see, mm-hmm. you know, how local or how international these things are being flown from, how carbon-friendly... You know, and and the reason I say you know lorry to jet to lorry is because none of this is local, none of this currently is um, carbon friendly or neutral. It's always glown, grown ten thousand miles away and flown to you on, you know, jets that are, you know, burning oil and kerosene and doing all that at the same time, right? The article continues, when countries like Ethiopia need to bounce back from war, they ultimately need support rebuilding infrastructure, which they do, strong democratic institutions, which a blockchain is, including effective legal and tax systems, um, which, by the way, I don't necessarily agree with. Like, okay, so who do you pay taxes to? The government, right? Is the government always fair? Is the government always democratic? Does the government always make sense? What if your government in your local Ethiopian area is a tyrannical warlord? right? You want to pay taxes to the tyrannical warlord? No, that doesn't make sense, right? So just because, you know, tax doesn't definitionally make sense always. Like, if you're paying tax to a literal, corrupt, murderous entity, then I would argue that does more harm than good. And as for strong democratic Mm. institutions, so Cardano has a voting mechanism. You literally vote, for projects to be built on the cardano network so it's it's called project catalyst and i recently a couple of weeks ago just voted in um fund 5 and fund 6 is open i think it's like october 3rd or something but basically what happens is let's say you're a you're a a person out there with an idea i want to build this thing but i don't have any money cool here's what you do you get a proposal together you come up with the idea and you submit it to project catalyst Project Catalyst then opens it up to everyone on the Cardano blockchain with more than 500 ADA, and they get to vote on what projects they want to see built, right? If your project gets selected, you get money to build that project. That's democratic, right? Everyone gets a vote. What gets voted on gets built. That's democratic. So, you know, I I think this author just doesn't really understand certain aspects of certain cryptocurrencies because this is true for some cryptocurrencies right some cryptocurrencies are not democratic some of them do not allow you to vote right some of them are just centralized hot garbage right but the problem is that they've specifically picked on Cardano, which is decentralized and gives everyone the power to vote on what they want to see built on the network that's the problem here you should have gone after a a trash coin essentially um, including effective legal and tax systems. So legal systems, again, can be built in smart contracts, right? Like before, when I was talking about code that's executed, you can build legal systems on that, right? But then the problem is, you know, who do the legal systems serve? As we all know from previous episodes, the legal system is a function of essentially the bourgeois state, Um so yes, that's a problem. Again, the blockchain isn't going to tech your way out of the bourgeoisie, right? That's not how this is going to work. They're always going to be there. That's the core problem that you need to get rid of first and foremost. Um, Fancy yeah. for Liberty. Yeah. Go on.
2: That was going to be another point of mine, is because I feel like the creator of this... What, what the fuck what is it called? Cardano? Yeah. As I feel like the creator of this Cardano would... Do this in the United States, he would do it anyway for all of those positive reasons. But obviously, we talk about you're not gonna get you're not gonna get technology out of like the ruling class's hands. That's right. why he's gotta go to Ethiopia to set it up and they'll help set it up in the large scale the ruling class in the United States aren't gonna let him. The UK they're not gonna let him because it fucks up their money incomes and their right. supplies and their economies. But so he's gotta start building an economy and. You know, I mean, it's a good, it's a good consequence from it, but obviously, it's a fucking shit world that it's even going to happen to be good.
1: Yeah, and it's just unfortunate because all of this takes place under capitalism, right? Because we have capitalism, so you know, all these entrepreneurs, as they call themselves, who start projects and submit them to Project Catalyst you know, they're they're capitalists, right? They're going to become capitalists and they're going to hire employees. And, you know, that's the reality of the situation. And I wish it wasn't like that, but that is how it is because ultimately we still live in a world where the bourgeoisie have total control and capitalism is the mode of production that we're operating under, right? So it sucks. I hate that. I hate everything about that. And that is the problem with some of these blockchains, right? Is that that's going to seep in to the blockchain and it's going to become a tool that they're going to use to fuck over nations. But what Cardano is doing to help prevent that is to decentralize power, right? Because if you smash that power into about th- millions of tiny little pieces and give each citizen a tiny little piece, then a huge entity like the United States can't just come in take over the power structure and say well this is ours now right we control this you can't do that with a blockchain you can't just take the seat of power like a king put the crown on your head and claim that you own all of this you can't do that with a blockchain that's why ultimately i think this does not fall under the guise of crypto colonialism and that is essentially the article i
2: I think also largely just because he hasn't even got a goddamn clue what colonialism is anyway. He hasn't got a goddamn clue on how to take over a whole country in order to extract as many resources for profit and distribution around the world. You know, he's he's not like an actual imperialist in, in the sense that like he he's conscious of what he's doing for profit. It's just, like I said, it's just a new phenomenon, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I mean, the flip side of the coin is, you know, like, obviously these people that are doing this on Cardano are not doing it only because they're all sunshine, lollipops and rainbows, and they're just the best people ever. It's like, no, ultimately they're there for a profit, right? I'm sure they'll get some kind of profit out of it. Of course they will. And again, this is what I was talking about, about, like, the unfortunate situation is that all of this is taking place under capitalism, which sucks, but... You know, that that just is how it is right now. And I wish I could, you know, wave a magic wand or click my fingers and change it. But it, it's just, I just can't, unfortunately. Yeah,
2: it's interesting just looking at the ones needed between, you know, we're examining all the pros and the cons, the positives, the negatives, and then just basing up a whole uh, accurate somewhat on that, uh, analysis of what's going on and it's a good idea it's it's good it's interesting that we got this from um an opinion editor of of sort of a negative side and we learned a lot from that um rather than just a one-sided thing that's all positive
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a giant topic, and I get it. It can be super confusing. And, like, if you've never even heard of cryptocurrencies before, or you're like, I don't know what Bitcoin is. Like, what's a blockchain? Like, I get it. Of course I get it. It's super confusing. It's super technical. Like, and when you think about... Just think about the phone. Like, how long have humanity had a telephone? Decades and decades and decades. How many people can tell you how a telephone works? I can't, right? I can't tell you how a phone works. Not really. I know that it converts you know, sound waves into an electrical signal that tra- travels down the wire, but I don't know how it does that. And, we've ha- and humanity has had a phone for decades, and I still cannot tell you how they work. Most people on the street can still not tell you how phones work, right? Same thing with the internet. Everybody uses the internet. We're using the internet. You're using the internet. Tell me how the internet works. No fucking idea, right? No idea. So I think, you know, it's the same thing with blockchain, Like, this is a tech that everyone's going to be using, ultimately, and basically less than 1% of people are going to understand how it works. So if you're not understanding it, then good, basically, because obviously everyone should try and learn as much as they can, but don't feel bad if you don't understand it, because, again, all of these technologies no one really understands, but they still work. You can still use them.
2: It's interesting, yeah.
1: But yeah, you know... I just think, you know, I'm bullish on cryptocurrencies generally. 10 years from now, it's only going to be bigger. 20 years from now, it's only going to be bigger. Just like the internet in the 1990s, it's only up from here on the macro scale. Yes, you can wake up one day and there's extreme volatility. You know, the number goes down. You can get um, crashes in Bitcoin. Yeah, of course you can. You can wake up one day and the price is down 5k or 7k or 10k. Yeah, that definitely happens. Happens all the time. That is just what it is. Uh, but on the macro scale, years not weeks uh it's only up, and um that is ultimately why i I invest ultimately all right then guys, I hope that has been somewhat educational um you can also pull up this article like I said, visit any of the li- uh, any of the links, go and read more about you know potentially what this author has to say on the yeah. issue he also did um some other articles here, yeah. that like he's written like actual academic papers on climate, the climate crises, and crypto colonialism. Um, and you know, I was going to go over this, but look at the size of this dude. This would take actually forever, but I'm sure it's, um, I'm sure it's the same,
2: mm.
1: but yeah. All right, guys, I hope that's been helpful. I will see you all in the next time.
2: And just to anybody wondering where the hell. They can find all of our other episodes. I think done like 47 or maybe there's like more stuff on the Patreon. It's on Patreon, Patreon patreoncom slash podcast. Also, because this is a new feed, gonna need you to re-subscribe. So just hit that subscribe on all your platforms. Get notified of all our future episodes. I hope you like hanging out with us. Raised to the skylight, like you're done with it One minute. fame's done, lost Now you're lost in it, one foot stuck in the grave While the
0: other kicks dust in your face As you duck for the exit in the maze But there's none given, Mother nature's unforgiving Suffocate your lungs for living Dying from the inside, that is how we're all existing Forced into the system, I pray they change and wage war as an instinct That's how it is, how it is, that's how it is, how it is, how it is that's how it is, how it is Yo, it's war, war, straight to your door Who's outside with the valley and the sword? I think it's someone, they summon, but I ain't sure Cause I goddamn lost my mind running from the law Cause it's war, war, straight to your door Who's outside with the valley and the sword? I think it's someone, on they someone, but I ain't sure Cause I goddamn lost my mind running from the law As night falls, I'm reminiscing up late, penning wisdom While you find my brain washed by the television Revel in the inhibitions I'm a revel in the element of terrorism still here